Hello, and welcome back to Bestie Chats with Soph. I am your host, Sophia Panella, and I'm so happy to have you here. This episode is sponsored by Legion Athletics. Legion is the number one best-selling brand of all-natural sports supplements, with over 400,000 customers served and 3 million bottles sold. Now, okay, let's be real here. Supplements are not going to be the end solution to reaching your goals. And let me make it clear that you do not need supplements in order to reach your goals. Supplements are to be used if there are spaces in your diet that you need filled or if you're deficient in any vitamins and minerals. That's when they'll help you out. Legion has been the only supplement company that doesn't leave me feeling like Garbo. And that's because it's all natural supplements. And better yet, they're all backed by science and research. Come on, it doesn't get better than that. Supplements shouldn't leave you bloated and feeling worse or taste bad, and Legion won't do that for you. You can go to www.legionathletics.com and take the quiz to see what supplements will best fit you towards reaching your goals. And don't forget to use code SOFIA at checkout. Okay, tell me why I feel like so many of us have had such similar things happen and experiences happen in our health and fitness journey. It's like they're so similar, but so different at the same time. Anytime I share little snippets of my health and fitness journey and talk about my past of, you know, how I used to do movement or what I used to feel like and all the different things. So many of you guys can relate to that. Be like, oh my God, why is that literally me? I'm like, because we're twins. Obviously, 20 is winning. We're twins. We're besties here. We're all on this journey together. But I feel like so many young women go through very similar experiences. And that's what we're going to dive into today. I'm going to share with you guys my health and fitness journey and my experience. What has gotten me to this point in my journey now? Because a lot has changed, y'all. A lot has changed. I am a completely different person now than I was before. And I've learned so much. And I'm going to be sharing that with you guys today. But before we get into it, I do want to say first that I want to put a little warning out there. We will be discussing disordered eating habits, body dysmorphia, and an unhealthy relationship with food and movement. Now, if that's not something you want to hear today, maybe that's not your cup of tea. Maybe you're not ready to hear something like that today. That is completely fine. You do not have to listen to this episode. Meet me back here next week. Same time, same place. You know where to find me. It's going to be another good episode, but I don't want you to feel triggered at all today. I don't want you know you to feel yucky hearing this episode or anything like that. That's the last thing that I want to happen. And I know for me personally, it took a long time to get to a place in my health and fitness journey where I could hear other people's journeys and their paths without feeling triggered. So please do not stress about it. I I don't want to make you feel like doo-doo at all, but I do want to warn you that that is things and topics that we will be covering in today's episode. But with all that being said, let's get into it. Now, if you listen to the first episode, you know a little bit about me, all right? You know I've been active my whole life. I've been active my whole life. Movement has been a huge part of my life since as far as I can remember. But my viewpoint and the way that I view movement has completely changed. 
when I was younger, I was kind of just thrown into sports, which I'm glad I was. I feel like so many of us are. I'm going to throw my kids into sports, see if they like it. If they do, great. We'll continue with it. If they don't, we'll find something that they do like and, and that they do feel like they're good at and competitive with and whatever. But the area that I grew up in too, like everybody played sports. We all played sports and we were all doing that when we were kids growing up. And we all played with our friends, whether you played and took it to that next level. When you play, if you played like competitively all the way throughout high school or maybe college, took it to that next level, or maybe you just played it because it was fun for you and all of your friends did it and you just did it in high school to kind of stay a little active and to have something to do, but you knew you didn't want to take it to that next level. Whether you did that or not, movement has still been a huge part of your life and our lives for a long time. But I used to view it as winning. Okay. I used to view it as I want to win. I want to beat this team. I want to train myself to be a better. I played defense with as as a lacrosse player. I was a defender. Um, and I'll just say attack wins games, defense wins championships. That's all I'll say. Okay. But I was a defender and I like pushed myself to be the best possible defender and to play on teams where I was exposed to the best attackers in the country to make me a better defender. And luckily some of those attackers were on my travel team. So I was like, cool, win-win. We're all getting better here. But I was in a mind space of, I want to win. I want to play division one lacrosse. I want to be the best player at this camp, at this tournament. I want to show off to these coaches. That was my mindset. I wasn't like, I want to be the best lacrosse player because I want to be in the best shape possible, right? That was not my mindset when I was 14 to 18, when I ended my lacrosse career when I was 18. That was not my mindset at all. My mindset now is like, I want to be in good shape. I want to feel good, but I also want to fucking look good. You know what I'm saying? That was not me back then because I was not really focused in on that in high school, but shit's changed. And especially with social media, that shift on focusing in on the way that you look, it really, it's a tough it's a tough thing for us young women to really go through. So that on top of shifting out of playing sports to how the hell am I supposed to work out now if I don't have practice five or six days a week and a coach telling me what to do, what am I supposed to do? And I want to take a minute to talk about that transition. A pipe dream of mine is like creating this program or something for young women where they can easily transition out of playing sports and transition into creating wellness and movement and health in their own way, in their own lifestyle. Because the amount of times that I've had clients come to me and be like, oh, I played collegiate sports or I played all throughout high school, but I'm in college now. And I just like, I don't know what to do now. Like I, I feel like I've gained all this weight or lost all this muscle. And I don't know what to do. Like I played sports growing up, so I'm not sure I didn't care about what I ate, but now I have to. And I'm now hyper aware of what I eat and what I look like when I never used to be. And it, it hits you like a fucking bullet train. Let's, let's start there. That hits you like a train. It's not like it comes out of like a slow progression. It's like, oh my God, this is what my body looks like after playing years of sports, because being in shape for your specific sport looks different for everybody. And 
For me personally, looking my best shape for lacrosse shape was physically not super lean. Like I wasn't like a super lean, ripped, jacked, yoked lacrosse player. I was built. I was strong. I was quick and I wasn't the fastest on the team. Let's, let's, let's be real. I was not the fastest on the team. I was holding up the caboose if I don't say so myself, which that job is not easy. All of my caboose gals out there. No, I'm kidding. I was like, I wasn't like not fast, but I just, my lacrosse shape physically was not super lean and super yoked and super ripped. Not that that was my goal necessarily, but I then all of a sudden stepped out of an athletic setting, stepped into real life and looked at myself in the mirror and was like, holy shit, I don't know what to eat. I don't know what to do for movement. And I actually don't really love the way that I look. What am I supposed to do? This is 18-year-old Soph at the University of Oregon, her first week of school, looking in my tiny, skinny, morphed dorm mirror (laughs) that made me look probably way larger than I was. Love that, okay? But that was where I was at. And I know so many of you who are listening to this probably feel the same way. You're like, oh my God, that's me. I have no idea what to do. What am I supposed to do now that I'm not playing sports? I don't have a coach telling me what to do. And that was a huge transition for me. And that was really tough. That was really tough. So for me, my biggest thing was I have to be active. I've got to do something. I've got to be moving five days a week because that's what I'm used to. That's my routine. What is that going to look like? That looked like me going to the rec center, the student rec center, which was the the gym, which Oregon's rec center, super nice. I don't know if they've redone it yet a little bit, but really, really nice. It was a great, it was a great rec center. Everything that you could possibly need with machines, equipment, classes, basketball court, swimming pool. There's like a little field outside that, you know, the club sports or whatever would play on and stuff. And it was really nice. But I started out just going to the gym one day and walking on the treadmill for an hour. I mean, what am I, what else am I supposed to do? I did maybe a few machines, like a few leg machines. Cause I was like, leg day rocks, legs only. I only do legs. I train legs only rock on. Now, when you get into your health and fitness journey, you realize that legs are the worst days of the week and upper body is the best because you don't have to expend as much energy with upper body days. You do in a different way, but leg days, I cannot fucking stand them now. Like I despise them. It takes me every bit of energy and motivation to walk into a gym for a leg day because it just takes it out of me because I push myself probably way too hard, but takes out of me. But before I'm like legs only, legs machines and cardio. That was it. I didn't really know how to train upper body. And let me also say that the high school that at least I went to and back in 2017, I was there from what, 2013 to 2017. Wait, why was that 10 years ago? Why was 2013 10 years ago? No, I'm not that old. Shut up. I'm only 24. Okay, everyone relax. Sit down, relax. When I was there from 2013 and 2017, there was not, there's no gym or strength training. There was no weights at my school, y'all. Private Catholic All Girls High School. When that school, high school, was created way, way, way back in the day, it was for women to go there to learn how to do householdy things to get a little bit of education and to learn how to be a good wife. There was no facilities that were built in that area for the girls' school. So all of our sports at the high school that I went to, we either had to do it over at the boys' school across the street or 
at a middle school. For me, you guys, my home lacrosse field was at a middle school that was 20 to 25 minutes away from my high school. I'm not kidding. So we did not strength train in high school. We were not taught anything. I think now there's a little bit more education with strength training. There's like weight classes that you can take. That was not offered when back in my day, okay? A decade ago. That was not offered way, way back when. And it ju- I cannot wait. Hold on. I cannot believe it was 2013. Okay. I'm going to have my pity party about that after. But that was not offered. So when I got to school, I did not know anything about strength training, about weightlifting. Now you may be thinking, but you're so confident in gym setting now. Like I'm, I'm doing my mic'd up workouts and I am confident in a gym setting now. I'm, I'm filming. I'm doing my mic'd up workouts. I'm not afraid to talk to people there. I'm walking in with my chest held high. I'm very comfortable. No matter what gym I go to, I'm, I'm comfortable in a gym setting because I know mostly all machines. I know how to do exercises and to strength train. But let me tell you guys, I started from square one to gym intimidation, such a real thing. Having to walk into a student rec center where you have all these fucking frat boys that come in mobs of 20 to 30 with these little stringer frat tanks that cover their, barely their nipples. Please, you guys, I cannot. I was like, get me as far away from these people as possible. I was so not with it. So just know that I started out where all of you started, where all of us started. We have all started from a square one point. And that's kind of where the journey began. I knew nothing about nutrition. Nutrition for me and learning about that came way later down the line, way, way later down the line. Like not only recently have I really understood nutrition in the past, I would say four, four years for sure. But yeah, back then it was not nutrition. It was just strength training a little bit. So the first day is always the hardest. The first week is always the hardest, but you get more comfortable. Every time that you get to the gym, you get a little bit more comfortable. You look at a machine and you're like, you know what? It's open. I'm going to try this out today. You maybe try it out. You like it. You're like, cool. I'm going to add that into the routine. And it just kind of grows. If you go at the same time every day, you probably see the same people. So then you're, you're eyeballing the same people. You're like, okay, this is the same crowd. Cool. You start to get more comfortable in the gym setting. And that's kind of really what happened to me. But my biggest thing was like, okay, I need to keep moving. Because I'm used to playing five to six days a week and having somebody tell me what to do. I just need to keep moving. So for me, it was cardio. Cardio, cardio, cardio. That's the only thing that I knew really how to do because lacrosse is like 90% running, 10% finesse skills. But I'm like, that's what I know what to do. So I was running on the treadmill. I was doing Stairmaster and I was doing elliptical, a few machines here and there. Um, and I really didn't start training, training seriously until freshman summer. So I did that my freshman year of college. I didn't want to gain the freshman 15, although I would say I put on a solid fluffy freshman nine, I would say. And I felt that I was puffy. <laughs> I was puffy coming home. I was having my fun. All right. I'm like running free. I'm running the streets of Eugene young, wild, and free. All right. And I was having my fun eating dorm food because we didn't obviously have a kitchen in my dorm room. So I was eating dorm food with my points and I was doing my thing. I had a great freshman year. It was super fun. So when I got home, I was feeling fluffy. 
And I worked at a crunch fitness. If you guys remember from my first episode, I think I mentioned that I worked at a crunch fitness my senior year of high school. So I went back and worked seasonally over summer, the entire summer. And one of my friends was home as well. And we started working out together. And that's when I started to strength train seriously. That's when we started to split up the workouts into different body parts, which that style of training that you see all over social media, the push day, which is chest and triceps, shoulders and triceps, or the pull day, which is back and biceps, quads, focus days, hamstrings and glutes, focus days, whatever you're splitting different body parts up to perform on different days of the week. That's a split routine system. That's a style of training that you see mostly everybody doing. That's my favorite style of training. I fucking love it because you're able to push really hard for those days because you're only training those specific muscle groups. And then you get to rest those muscle groups for a few days because then you'll hit two to three different muscle groups. And then by the time that you hit that muscle group again, you're fully rested, ready to go, as opposed to doing a full body type thing every day where you're working every muscle every day. Um, One isn't better than the other. It just really depends on your goals and how you want to physically shape your body. With a split routine system, you're able to grow certain areas of your body more so than others, which is kind of cool. And that's the beauty of strength training as opposed to fitness classes is that you're not able to manipulate certain parts of your body to grow or to work on in workout classes because you're kind of working. It's like an all-in-one type circuit deal, depending on what type of workout classes you're doing, but that's a sidebar anyways, started to get more into a split. And let me tell y'all those newbie gains. Okay. If you're new to strength training, your first few months are going to be glorious. You will see those changes pretty quickly. And those are called newbie gains because your body is not used to that stimulation. It's all new. So it's soaking it all up. Your muscles are like, fuck yeah, bro. We're in the gym, lifting weights, drinking protein shakes now. Like, let's go. That's what your muscles are thinking. And they're loving it. And you're not just drinking protein shakes. I was, I was trying to act like a gym bro there, but you know, your body's changing and you're seeing like muscle definition. You're like, Whoa, this is so cool. Then you hit a plateau and you're like, fuck, where's it going now? Like, why am I staying the same? That's really annoying. That's a topic for another time. But I saw those newbie gains, y'all, and I was feeling good. I was like, okay, this is cool. I actually really like the gym. I'm getting addicted to it. I'm getting more comfortable with it. I was up doing dumbbells in the free weight section and in front of everybody, trying out different machines, experimenting. And that was like my freshman summer. I was, how old am I, 19 at that point. That's when I really started to experiment and really get into it. And I'm like, okay, yeah, I'm addicted to the gym now. Like, this is it. I get it. I get the gym hype. This is part of my routine. Again, nutrition, still not not a thing. Not a thing at all. Now, for a small period of time, I worked at a pers- worked with a personal trainer from Crunch and it was not really great. Like it just was not a good experience. Um, it wasn't anything bad, but I did this like juice cleanse, which juice cleanses don't work. They don't work. Don't do them. They're like worse for your body than they are better. Yes. Certain juices totally can be great. Like juice is great. If you can just juice a bunch of fucking veggies and shoot it down the hatch. Great. But chewing it and digesting it and doing all that, there's a different 
like process of breaking that down that your body digests in a different way. But I was doing like this weird juice cleanse and eating and meal prepping really strictly. And I did not like it. And I was like, no, I'm going to just put a pause on nutrition for right now. I'm not ready to get into that yet. So I just continued to strength train my sophomore year of college. Um, I ended up nothing serious though, you guys. And I did, I will say when I got back up there and I got back into the rec center at Oregon and the whole new plethora of young little fish in college coming in, I got gym intimidation again. And I'm like, I don't like it. I don't feel comfortable here. So then I kind of transitioned into more cardio again. Cycling was a huge thing. I cycled like four to five days a week. And that is when I got my Apple watch. It was sophomore year. I got it from Santa Claus. Shout out to Santa Claus. You're the bomb. And that's when I started to get really addicted to my Apple watch and started to focus in on the numbers. And since I didn't know enough about nutrition, I was not eating that much at the time. It was not intentional, but I was not eating enough to properly fuel my body to see the changes that I actually really wanted to see. Like I wanted to grow a badonk, but doing four to five days of cycling and not fueling my body, I was not going to get a juicy donk. And so that's when after I dropped out and I ended up coming home and then I decided I was going to transfer schools and I ended up finishing up the semester like at home with one of my classes. I had to withdraw from three classes, but um, so essentially I did drop out. It was like right before kind of school was ending. It was so um, there's semesters and there's quarters. Oregon was quarters. So it was a few weeks into spring term, which is the third quarter. So I had already two terms of classes and shit in. So I was like three classes, whatever. I've already done a million this year. I've already done like, this is, would be like 18 or 19 at this point. Like I'm good to go. Um, so I ended up dropping out and coming home and went through the summer, uh, worked at crunch fitness again, just strength training here and there, not focusing in on nutrition, not really seeing the results that I wanted to. But at that point, I just didn't really know exactly what I wanted. I really wanted to get some glutes. Okay. But I also was afraid to gain weight and that was the biggest thing. So I was not doing the right thing to get stronger legs and a booty at all. So when I got to university of Nevada, Reno, AKA UNR, and I transferred there my fall semester that was right before COVID. Okay. So that was 2019. And I went to the rec center a few times. I was working at a crunch fitness up here in Reno. So I was working out there and I started to get a really toxic relationship with my Apple watch. And it heightened tenfold when we all had to quarantine but that's where it started. And I moved up here and I realized, I look back at pictures. I thought I was so much bigger than I was. I wanted to lose weight and be so small. And it's crazy because I look back at pictures from my junior year, beginning of my junior year, when I transferred here to UNR, I was so tiny. And the fact that I thought that I was so large and I wanted to lose weight so badly, 
it makes me kind of sad because I was like, oh, it's like such a toxic mindset I was in. I was not eating really that much. I breakfast, hardly got in a lunch, maybe had a little bit of dinner. Okay. So it wasn't, I would say intentional at that time, but I knew that I was not eating enough because I was not sleeping at all. My energy levels were garbage. I was constantly fatigued and tired. I would crash and burn really quickly. And that was due to the fact that I was not properly fueling my body. Now, strength training a little bit here and there, uh, nothing too serious. I started to kind of get more comfortable with like a barbell, which was kind of cool and experimenting there. But then COVID started and we all had to quarantine at home. So I packed all my shit and I went home and we were obviously home for a long time. And my parents had a few weights in the garage. My sister had like a cycling bike. She lived at home at the time. And had a bike at home and Nash was obviously home. So we were reunited because we did long distance for that little period of time too, when I was up at UNR and he was still back in the Bay area, but it was only a few months. And so I was back home, we were all reunited and we started with garage workouts and I started creating workout programs for like my sister, me and Nash. And like, we would all do it together and I would cycle a lot and we would go for a lot of walks and hikes But at that time, I was really, really, really addicted to my Apple Watch. And I had the feature where I shared my move goals with all of my friends and they shared it with me. And when I tell you that was so toxic, because if I saw my friend complete a workout or if I saw them hit their move goal, then I felt like I needed to get up and I needed to like one up them. How horrible is that? These are my friends. And that's how I felt because I was in such a toxic mindset. I set my move goal. I'm not even kidding you to like 1500, even like 2000 at one point. And I would not stop moving and only do a workout until I hit my move goal. And that was really toxic. And that's, I'm telling you, if that's how you are now, I'm not saying you're a toxic person, but that's not a healthy way of viewing movement. And especially if you're not properly fueling your body for that amount of effort that your body's having to exert, that's not healthy. It's not good for you. It's not healthy. Um, And that's where I was at. I was really addicted to my Apple watch. I was comparing it to my other friends. If my friends up their move goal, then I upped mine. It was really bad. It was really bad. And I kind of started to prep a little bit, like meal prep a little. And I did that a few times with the white rice or brown rice, ground turkey and green beans. And oh God, it was bad. You guys, I was miserable with that. I did not like it at all. It was not enjoyable whatsoever. So my COVID experience wasn't great with working out at all. I would say that was probably the most toxic mindset that I had had And then my senior year, we're back up at school, finishing out strong. I pretty much offered, I requested for all of my classes to be online because I really liked online classes. I won't lie. 
freed up my schedule. I was able to work way more and have way more free time. And I was like, cool, if I can opt into this, I'm going to. So all my classes were pretty much online, which freed up my schedule, but I was working full time and I was trying to balance my health and fitness journey beginning of my senior year. I met my coach who is still my coach now, both of my coaches. And I started working with my first ever coach. Like I said, I had a personal trainer from Crunch Fitness, but a corporate personal trainer is a little bit different than a personal trainer who just owns their own business and does it by their own laws and their own coaching styles. Like at Crunch, there's certain numbers you have to meet. There's It's a little bit political when it's like a gym, um, when it's like a corporate gym like that. So it's, it's, it was a very different experience. And my coach is an IFBB pro bodybuilder. And so he completely shifted my perspective on introducing a new style of training and helping me with my nutrition. And when he gave me my macros and he's like, I do want you to track because it was the first time I had ever tracked. I bought a scale and everything. I downloaded my fitness pal, did the whole shebang. I learned a lot. And when he gave me my macros, he's like, this is the range that I want you to try to hit at first. That it was so much food. I was terrified because I was like, I can't eat this much. Like I'm so scared to gain weight and to gain fat. Like I don't want to gain weight. I want to lose weight. And at the time, you guys, I was still so much tinier than I am now, which is not, it's not like a healthier, a better version or a unhealthier and worse version, but it's crazy how at that point I still wanted to lose weight and lose fat. And that was my goal. I'm like, I want to lose weight. I want to lose fat, but I still want to build a booty. Right? So he's like, you know, you just have to trust that if you're eating the right foods, whole foods, nutrient dense meals, stick to the fucking basics, your rice, your sweet potatoes, your white potatoes, your ground turkey and chicken breast and egg whites, more egg whites with an egg and turkey, whatever, whatever, ground chicken, white fish, tilapia, cod, shrimp, stick with the basics flavor it up, season it up, mix up the ingredients. You have to trust that all of that food will go to the right place because you're not filling your body with junk. You're filling your body with foods that your body's able to digest and process and shoot out to the different areas of your body that needs it. I was like, all right, whatever you say, well, I'm going to tell you, uh, and save you the time. It worked. It worked. It worked quickly. It worked very quickly. I started to fill out quickly. I started to see muscle definition quickly because I was finally properly feeling my body, but I still was really addicted to my Apple watch. And if I didn't bring my Apple watch to a workout, I would go home and grab it or I wouldn't even work out. I didn't feel like the workout counted. I wasn't able to push myself hard enough without seeing the numbers. And then one day, a little bit into my senior year, probably like a month or two into working with my coach, I decided, you know what? I am going to not take my Apple watch with me today. I'm just going to be really mindful about my exercises and I'm going to fucking push myself. That one day that I did not wear my Apple watch to the gym started 
a long journey of me not wearing anything to the gym, tracking any, any type of numbers in regards to my workout. I had the best workout of my life and I ditched my Apple watch. I still have not worn my Apple watch at all. I don't wear it anymore. I have it still, but I don't wear it anymore. The only time I wear it is like when I'm coaching and I need to have it on my wrist to check the time, but I don't track on there anymore. I'll take it off right when I'm done coaching. That's it. So I'm like, I need to check the time or, you know, I don't want to have like my phone out at practice or if we're in the middle of the game so I can check the time really quickly instead of looking at my phone, I'll just, you know, flip my hand over and check out the time. But after that, I just take it off and I toss it in my car. Like I needed that so badly. If you're in a place now where you base everything off of numbers on how much you burn and stuff, just, just humor me for a second and try doing a workout without it. See how you feel. See if you feel a little bit more mindful. See if you're able to push yourself a little bit more because no matter how much you sweat or how out of breath you are, that does not mean or track whether you had a good workout or not. Just because you burned X amount of calories does not mean the workout was actually good. And I want you to believe that. I want you to try it out. And I encourage you to if that if you feel like you're at that place. But I will say that I for sure went through a period of time before I met my coach where I was in a really dark place. And that was over COVID. And I don't mean to bring that back up because we're a little past that now. But it was a dark place. It was not a good place for me to be in. My disordered eating was really bad to the point of my mom seeing it and my mom being like, what is going on? It got to an extreme level. It got to a level where I didn't really recognize myself in the mirror because I was so petite for for me, for me. Now, just because I was X, Y, and Z measurements, doesn't mean that you, if you are those two, you're unhealthy or you're small or you're whatever. For me though, it was. And it was to the point where my family started to see it. My sister did, my mom did, and they're like, the fuck's going on, Soph? And I was like, everything's fine. Everything's fine. No, 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 it's fine. And I didn't realize how dark of a place I was in until I met my coach and I started really learning about nutrition and learning about working out and learning the importance of resting your body. Now, if you didn't know this, resting your body is where the magic happens, is where those little tiny muscle spindle fibers that you tear when you work out and stuff, those are where they heal and grow. Everything outside of the gym is how you grow. The way that you heal your body from putting it through all of that stress that is how you're able to reach your goals. And I did not realize that until I met my coach. And I very quickly fell in love with my journey. So I knew very quickly and kind of like how I mentioned in the first episode that I wanted to do this as a career. I wanted to mentor young women and help out young women who were in similar positions to me. I was ready to inspire because I was in such a dark place, weighing myself every single morning and night. If I gained a pound when I weighed myself at night, I would not eat for X amount of hours the next day. 
that's how bad it was getting. I based everything off of my Apple watch and the number on the scale. And I was terrified of gaining even just a pound that it would affect how much I ate and how hard I worked out the next day. And I know so many young women are in that mindset still, and it's okay. It's okay. I just know that since I was there, I know that I was able to get out of it. And that was my main goal was to be able to help young women realize the true benefits of feeling your body, not being afraid to eat, seeing food as fuel that if you want it to grow, you have to be eating and learning that putting on muscle is not easy. It's not easy. It is difficult and it takes time. It takes time and it takes a lot of food. And I wanted to be able to inspire young women to help out young self and to catch it earlier for women so they don't have to work into such a dark place as I was because I was not in a good place. And a lot of that also had to do with social media because I was working full-time. I was a full-time student. I was trying to navigate my own health and fitness journey with a coach while also realizing I want to get my CPT while balancing friends and a social life to balancing my boyfriend who had moved up there for my senior year. It was his um, junior year. Like that was a lot. And I kept comparing myself to all of these fitness influencers, which at the time, a few years ago, there weren't that many or not nearly as many fitness influencers or people who just post about fitness as there are now. It was really like the Gymshark influencer era, the women's best era, right? And I was comparing myself to all these girls and their physiques because I'm like, oh my God, I'm working so hard. Why am I not able to look like them? And I was exhausting myself and I had a million different things on my plate. And I would always have this conversation with Nash and he's like, babe, they do this for a job. Like they literally just work out and post about it for a job. That's all they do. Like you have this you're doing and that you're doing and this and that, 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 that. And he always put it into perspective for me. But even though he did that, I still would get in the mindset of comparing myself because how can you not, how can you not compare yourself to all these different fitness influencers on social media? I mean, they're living the life, right? But it was really hard for me because I was like, Oh, I was dragging ass. You guys, I was like, this sucks. And I know a lot of you guys feel that way too. But I'm going to tell you right now that it is our job. It is our job to work out and post. Now, some people do more than others. Some people have other things going on in their life. They're not just going to the gym and recording it and posting out. And that's all they do. A lot of fitness influencers are online coaches. They own their own business. They also have clients. Maybe they have podcasts of their own. Maybe they've got a bunch of different platforms and channels that they're pumping content out to, yada, yada, yada. And I'm not trying to say their life is hard at all. It's it's all relative, okay? I don't compare myself to the fact that Nash is literally right now in the ER saving lives. 
everything's all relative, but you know, and there's not one thing that's easier than the other. I mean, there is, let's be real, but do not compare yourself to fitness influencers because it's not realistic. They get to have a main priority, not all of them. This is a generalization, but they get to have a main priority of working out. They get to spend two to three hours at the gym filming and recording and pushing themselves and doing a full recovery day and doing a full X, Y, Z. Like maybe you only have 45 minutes tops because that's how long you can keep your kid in the kids club. And then you have to go home and get ready because you got to be at work for a certain time or or you've got to drop the kids off at school or whatever it is. Like you're balancing a million things. You can't compare yourself to these people. You can't. It's not realistic. It's just not. But that's what I was doing. And it transitioned into me wanting to work through social media to advertise myself, my business, but to make sure that I am myself and I want to be, I want to try to be as relatable as possible. It's hard. I don't want to like bite myself in the ass when I say that because so many people who get on social media and maybe catch some traction become unrelatable. And like, that's not something that I ever want to, to be in, in a sense that like, if somebody has a different lifestyle or their lifestyle has changed, they can't really help it if they have a different lifestyle than it was before, because they were given that opportunity. That's not really in their control. However, I don't want to be unrelatable. Like I'm one of the gals and I just will never forget where I came from and my journey. I will never forget the grind of being in fucking college. And from when I woke up to when I went to sleep, I was grinding 24 seven and I was trying to make enough money to make sure that I will be able to support myself and do the things that I want to do and make this a career and be able to, cause I was not any companies that I was sponsored by at the beginning of my health and fitness journey, I was not getting paid. So I had to purchase all the clothes and all the supplements and all the X, Y, Z. I had to pay all of my own money. So I was like, I want to do this so badly. Like I've got to grind and I will never, never forget that ever. I still feel like that is who I am and that's where I'm at. Even though I'm not, that's how I feel. And that's where I want to stay kind of in that mindset. Like things are different now for sure, but I'll never forget that part of my journey because it was, it felt like forever. And I then got my CPT my senior year on top of all of that. I graduated and I started my business. And like you guys know, in the first episode, I started my business and I had my coach as a mentor. And I have one of my really good friends as my manager that helps me with all of the back end stuff and, you know, finances and taxes and sponsorships and whatever. I have my manager that helps me do that, who was a friend first um, before anything. And yeah, it's been, it's been a long journey. And even after when I got my CPT, I was still learning so much. I was still tracking and learning about nutrition. And like I said, and like I'll always say, the best way to learn is through experience. I totally believe in getting educated and certified in order to coach, in order to do X, Y, Z, but like 
you learn through experience. You can learn everything and you can be certified in a bunch of different shit. But if you didn't experience it yourself to an extent, especially in regards to health and fitness, then I feel like it's really hard to be able to relate to your clients and to be able to to teach them properly. And so I was still experimenting a lot at the beginning of my coaching experience. And God bless all of my clients who first worked with me when I was still a coach. Some of them, you guys, I still work with. They have been with me since the beginning and I love them so dearly. And they gave me a chance and a shot and they're like, all right, let's see what you got. And it's been an awesome experience, but I'm constantly learning. And I'm at a point now where I kind of transitioned out of two hardcore weeks at, at the beginning of when I was coaching and I had my personal um, training certification and I first got it. I was still very much hardcore, like need to be working out six days a week. I was still pushing myself to the limit. And now I would say over the past two years, especially with getting off of hormonal birth control, I have definitely shifted my perspective on what movement looks like for me. And I still push myself really hard in the gym. I still follow a split routine system and a plan. But when I'm in my luteal phase and I'm about to be on the dot, you know what I'm saying? I give myself kindness and grace. My body's going through it. My energy levels are low. Low impact workouts for me looks like walking, walking outside with nice weather, walking on my walking pad, going to a few yoga classes. That's where I give myself and that's where I've changed where I'm like, I'm not going to push myself to fucking hip thrust 400 pounds if I can't barely roll out of bed. You know, I don't have the energy for that. And for me personally, I felt like when I was pushing myself to that limit, I felt way more inflamed. It only felt worse and I felt shittier. When I changed up my style of training during that time of the month, my outlook on things just for me personally got a lot better. And no, I don't lose any progress. Nothing crazy is happening to my body over the four or five days off that I take from the gym. I'm still getting a movement. It just looks different than strength training. And it's for me, I've experimented enough long, long enough by now where I'm cycle syncing to an extent for where I've been since November, maybe of last year. It's been a while, you guys, that I'm at a point now where I can tell you for sure it does not affect the way that I look and it doesn't hinder my progress from my own experience, but I'm not taking like a two week hiatus. It looks anywhere from three to five days for me out of the month where I'm doing low impact workouts or just movement in a different form. But the beauty of being in this industry is that I am still learning so much. There's so much to learn. And that's why I love being in this industry. I love doing what I'm doing because although I don't know absolutely everything, I know a hell of a lot to help enough people out for sure and help myself out. But I'm like a sponge and that's how you got to be in this industry. You got to be a sponge and know that you are constantly going to be learning new things. There are new research studies and new methods that come out every single day when it comes to health and fitness and nutrition and wellness. And it's stuff that we all have to keep up on and, and keep learning and apply it and try it out with our clients, try it out with ourselves and kind of see how it goes. But it has been a long journey for me from 
transitioning out of sports, playing five to six days a week, not caring about nutrition to having no idea what the fuck to do to then starting to get into a gym setting, not knowing what to do, gym intimidation, being really scared, nervous, not still not knowing enough about nutrition or anything at all to then falling in love with the gym and being like, wait a minute, I'm starting to see all my hard work pay off. I'm actually really liking the gym. I'm liking this style of movement. I'm loving it. Still not worrying about nutrition to then really taking it to the next level and hiring a coach, you know, but I had to go through the dark points of my journey to get to where I'm at now. And it really puts into perspective how far I've come. Humble beginnings, baby. And that's what I tell my clients if they're getting worked up about things or if they're like, I just feel like I need to be so much further along, or I feel like I'm not seeing any changes or I'm not like what all this stuff. I always tell them this. I'm like, let's take a look at your consultation call form. Let's take a look at your first progress picture. Never forget where you started. You have come so far. It has not all been for nothing. You have learned stuff throughout this process and that's a win. And that's awesome. And you should pat yourself on the back for that. And understand that even at your best, even when you are in the best shape of your life, you are still going to look in the mirror and probably not be fully happy. And you're probably going to find things that you want to change about yourself or you wish that you could do better. That is who we are as human beings. I'm not saying it's healthier, brushing it under the rug and being like, oh yeah, negative self-talk is not, not good. It's not okay. You've got to be nice to yourself. You have to remember how far you've come and where you started because that is what this journey is about. You're constantly going to be learning We as human beings, especially if you played sports or if you're just a competitive person at nature, you are going to want to be the best possible version of yourself. You're always going to be itching for more and wanting to do more. Sometimes you have to slow down and sit down and be like, okay, this is where I'm at right now. What do I look like? What do I feel like? What am I doing currently right now to have these thoughts and feelings? Okay. Am I satisfied with that? Maybe not this is stuff, these are, you know, things that I want to work on, but let's take a look at a year ago. Where was I a year ago? Extremely unhappy. Didn't really know very much. I was really restrictive, but look at where I'm at now. Okay. You know what? It hasn't all been for nothing. It is a win. Even though I'm not happy with where I'm at and I still want to strive for more, I've learned a lot and I actually do feel like I'm in a better place. And I actually compared to last year's progress pictures, I actually do feel like I look a little bit better. It It's about how you view things and your mindset. And the shift is huge and it it's necessary. It needs to be made. And if you're constantly picking yourself apart and talking to yourself negatively, you're going to be living in a constant state of defeat. If you're constantly comparing yourself to numbers, wanting to be a certain number, wanting to hit a certain number and eating with numbers or whatever, you're constantly going to be living in a state of defeat. Focus on the way you feel. Focus on your sleeping habits. Focus on your energy levels. Focus on your, I don't know, 
digestion, not just your bloating, because let's be real, a little bit of bloating is kind of natural. When you eat food and you drink water, your stomach's going to expand. But if you are painfully bloated, you can't move. You are so full, it hurts. That's not normal. There could be like underlying issues there. Or are you able to use the restroom once a day? Are you always gassy? Like focusing and on the way you feel, then taking a look at, okay, what am I doing with movement? What am I eating that's making me feel this way? There's a whole different side of things that's a little bit more of a, I guess you could call it like a holistic approach. There's different ways to approach your health and fitness journey. And that's kind of the journey that I've been on from A to Z, from B. And all of my ex-athletes out there, if you're having a hard time with that transition, please understand that you are not alone. (laughs) There is a whole fucking army behind you that feels the same way that either is currently going through it same time as you or went through it like myself. You are seen, you are heard. It's a hard transition. It really is. But just know you're not alone. For all of my friends out there who feel like they're in a dark place and they're a little bit struggling with their nutrition, maybe you feel on the restrictive side of things, maybe you're focused in on the numbers, please understand that there is another side of health and wellness There's a side where you don't have to focus on numbers in order to reach your goals, where you can really take a deep dive into your feelings and and how you feel with certain things and, and physically what your body is telling you, because that's what your body is. Your outside physical body is basically a giant message and it's a reflection of what is happening on the inside of your body. That's what's going on is that everything that happens on the inside of your body just poof shows on the outside and paying attention to that is, is super important. And it's not like you're not able some, for some people it's like, Oh, I'm not able to reach my goals. I'm not able to drop the extra X, Y, Z or whatever, but there might be some underlying things that maybe need to be shifted or changed, or you need extra help with that. Once you make those changes, then all of a sudden it's like, Oh, it all makes sense. That is why, you know? So You're not alone in that experience and understand that there are different things and approaches that you can have that don't involve numbers, that involve more intuitive ways of eating or intuitive ways of working out. And there's not, you don't have to just be strength training to get movement in. Although I am a huge proponent of strength training, at the end of the day, movement works different for different people. It's not going to work the same for, for everybody. And you're not alone in any of your experiences. We're all, we're all in this together, sis. But that is kind of a summary of my health and fitness journey. And where I'm at today currently is I'm in a good place. I'm in a good place of not feeling like I need to pay attention to numbers, not caring about the number on the scale, not tracking any kind of movement. I do have an aura ring, as you guys know, which I'm able to see a bunch of different numbers, but I've never felt like the aura ring has been restrictive for me by any means um, at all. I also am in a good mind space where I'm looking at these numbers in a healthy way, not in a restrictive way. 
I'm finding balance with my nutrition. I very much eat the same the same kinds of meals every day, but you best believe I'm trying new things on the weekends. Maybe I'm enjoying myself a few drinks. The weather is nice. I just want to get drunk and crunk, all right? I can't help it. Like the weather's nice. I'm I'm feral again. We're all the same way. I know you are too. I'm kidding, kind of not really. But that's where I'm at right now. I feel good. I feel balanced. I feel like for the first time ever, I'm looking at my body and I'm like, oh, yes, this is how I feel like I should look. I feel good with it. Like I really do, honestly. And of course, we're human beings. I mean, of course, there's times that I look at myself in the mirror and I'm like, oh, God, I'm looking like a sloth right now. I'm feeling yucky. I'm bloated, gross. There are times where I'm like, of course. But overall, I would say I have a really good, healthy relationship with my mind, my body, the way that I talk to myself. You've got to be your biggest fan, sis. You've got to be hyping yourself up. You've got to celebrate the small wins because you're fucking putting in the work and it's not for nothing. You look good, okay? You look amazing. You're gorgeous. Stop hating on yourself. And we as women need to stop hating on ourselves because our bodies do such incredible things. We are the shit. Men could never, they could never, if they went through a day of what we had to go through, please. I won't go on that tangent now. I'm whispering it to you now, but it's true. We're incredible creatures, incredible creatures, and we deserve to ourselves highly. And I think my biggest piece of advice is looking at yourself in the mirror and tell yourself five things that you like about yourself, that you love about yourself. Could be your hair, could be your brows, could be your muscles, could be your jawline, your lips, your teeth, your fingernails, whatever it is. Doesn't have to be just, you know, oh, I like my booty. But if you like your booty, you like your booty. Tell yourself five things that you love about yourself, at least once a week. Doesn't have to be every day. We don't have to go off the cliff here and be like, namaste. Tell yourself five things every single morning. Let's be realistic. We're not going to do that. But at least once a week, sit down with yourself and be like, what did I accomplish this week that I'm proud of? What are things that I'm actually loving about myself right now? Like pop off, sis, be your biggest fan. Don't be afraid to be your biggest fan. But that's it. That's all I got. I got to get going, but hopefully you guys know me a little bit more on a deeper level. Hopefully you don't feel alone in your journey and understand that I started from square literal one, no joke. And it's been a long journey for me to get to where I'm at a long journey. And you've got to be patient in order to reach your goals. You really do. You have to be patient and you've got to give yourself kindness and grace. And that's where we're going to end it. But if you hung out with me today again, thank you so much for being here. I loved hanging with you today. I had a blast. You're so fun to hang with. You're my favorite person to hang with. Don't tell Nash. It'll break his heart, but you really are. I just adore you. I appreciate your time today and every day. And thank you so much for your support. I love you so much. And I will talk to you soon.